Hi everyone, just wanted to do a quick meditation with you before we start in on the episode today. Um, With the world just being kind of crazy and stressful, I just think it's good to take a moment to just kind of get back into your own body and just be with yourself and let the worries of the day go. So I'm just going to lead you through a meditation that is just a couple of minutes long and we're just going to kind of go through the body and acknowledge and release whatever we are holding on to and then send some love out to the world. Okay, so if it is safe to do so, go ahead and just close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And then I want you to just bring your attention to your forehead and just feel the muscles releasing the tension from your forehead, around your eyes, your jaw, then bring your attention to your neck and release any tension or stress you are holding there. Now focus on your shoulders. We carry a lot of stress and worry here. Go ahead and just focus on relaxing your shoulders, feeling the muscles release. Feel your arms, hands, and fingers just kind of go limp and soft. Now bring your attention to your back and feel the tension release. Then move down into your abdomen. Let go of any stress or worry that you are holding here. Bring your attention to your hips and your legs and your feet all the way down to your toes and just let go of any tightness or tension, stress, anything that you're holding in your body that you don't need anymore. Just feel your body, be here in this moment, feel it relax. And now bring your attention to your heart space And imagine a glowing ball of light. It can be any color that feels good. And just see this light growing bigger and stronger and brighter. Watch as it grows bigger than your body. Imagine it full of love and gratitude 
as it grows bigger and brighter, shining out to the room you're in, shining out to the building that you are in, now to the town, now the state, Now imagine this love and gratitude pouring out for the whole country. And now imagine this ball of light, this bright glowing ball of love and gratitude extending all the way out and enveloping the whole world. And just stay here in this moment of love and gratitude and relaxation. And bring this feeling into the rest of your day or night. Hi, this is Angie, host of the Nature Nurtured podcast. I have found that when I head outdoors with something on my mind, and talk it out to the great wide world, spirit listens and often offers some pretty great advice. I invite you to join me today. We can move our bodies, soak in the amazingness of mama nature, and maybe even experience a little healing. My hope is that you take this conversation, find your own truths, remember who you are, and take that next leap on your own healing journey. Hello everyone, this is Angie, host of the Nature Nurtured podcast. Thank you all for listening today. I hope everyone is well. I am getting some earthing in today. It has, this past week has been a lot. Um, My oldest graduated from high school on Sunday and it's just been kind of as the week went on, um, progressively getting closer to that, prepping for the reception we had for him at the house afterwards and just the emotional processing that goes into that. Even though he isn't leaving home right now, I mean, he will be here through the summer and, um, we will see him and he'll be in and out. And I, we really don't know his plan for the fall yet, but it's just this, it just the, how it hits you emotionally. Like, Oh, my first baby, my first baby is not a little kid anymore, you know, and you, you see it coming, but you know, when you have these milestones marked with ceremony, like a graduation, it it really, it really hits home. So it was kind of a crazy and emotional week. So I am out getting grounded again with mother earth out here. Um, I've even got my shoes off, just kind of letting her help me kind of get back in and, and get settled um, emotionally. So it just feels good to be out in nature today. Um, it, as, as it always does. So anyway, with that, we will just dive right in. Today, I want to talk a little bit about nutrition and I want to do this because I've noticed that with myself 
and with other people that I am around, that food can be a trigger. Um, It's something that can just bring up kind of those wounded places within ourselves. Um, You know, there can be some guilt around eating certain things and then we we want it and we eat it and then we feel like we shouldn't have and then that makes us feel like we're not as good as we should be or whatever we start to judge ourselves I know that I have done that um and we just there's a lot of shoulding that happens with food we feel like that we should eat a certain way um and you know, I've even found myself like when I'm around a lot of other people and, you know, you go out to a restaurant and you order and then it's like, what's everybody else having? It's like, if you get what you want, it's like, oh man, I shouldn't have these fries. Everybody else has a salad. And then you start to really have some negative talk to yourself and you feel bad about yourself. And that's what I mean about kind of the triggers that come with food. Um, but then they can also, you know, food also can be used as a band-aid too. It's like, I've had a bad day. I just want to come home and have chocolate. And sometimes that does make us feel good. And there is nothing wrong with that. As long as after you have that chocolate, you're not like, oh man, I have no self-control. I shouldn't have had that. As long as it's not followed by that negative talk. I mean, we all deserve a treat every once in a while. I mean, that's why we're here. We're here to enjoy life and experience life all of it, all the different things. I mean, we're, we're lucky that we have the taste buds that can taste the food and that we can enjoy it. It's just part of this whole earth experience, this part of being a human. Um, because when we're just a soul, we don't get to taste those things. You know, we just, we don't have the body. We don't have the way to enjoy and savor the foods that we eat. And so I think keeping that in mind as well, that it, enjoying foods is part of being a human and that we should totally allow ourselves to enjoy the things that we are eating and not to beat ourselves up afterwards about the choices that we have made. But so today I did want to talk about um, the vibration of foods. And I know I had never really thought of this until the last couple of years Um, I mean, you know, you were always taught eat the rainbow, that the, you know, fruits and vegetables should make up half of your plate um, and that kind of thing. But I never really understood the science behind some of those things. So your high vibrational foods are, of course, going to be those plant-based foods, your fruits, your vegetables, your nuts, that type of thing. And then your lower vibrational foods are going to be the processed stuff, the sugary stuff, and even dairy and meat products are going to be lower vibe. And now, low vibe doesn't mean you shouldn't ever have it. It doesn't mean that you're bad if you eat it. I eat meat. I eat dairy. Um, I think it's just about trying to balance the high vibe and low vibe food. So if you know that you're going to have a steak, I guess, you know, if if you have some bright green foods to kind of balance that out, that will help in the long run. Because really, the vibration of the food is what makes you 
it determines how you feel after you eat it. Uh, so the higher the vibration, the more energy you are going to get that's a consistent energy, not just a spike and a crash. But there's other things that go into the vibe of your food other than just what it's made of. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I have noticed with myself, if I eat the higher vibe foods, I feel better. And then I am more drawn to continue to eat those things. And if I am feeling kind of grumpy or crabby and have had a bad day and I want to have something that's lower vibe, that that I will be, I mean, I will be drawn to those lower vibe foods. It's, it's one of those, it's like attracts like kind of a thing. And so when you feel in a higher vibration, you're going to be drawn to those higher vibe foods just naturally. And so you're probably thinking, yeah, okay, so high vibe, low vibe foods. How do you know? Is this just a bunch of BS? But no, there is science behind this. And so a French botanist is who developed this device called a biometer, and that is what measures the frequency emitted by food. So this isn't just random, you know, stuff put on these foods just because. It's actually scientifically, they, they are tested. And I think, you know, you can Google high vibration foods, low vibration foods, and you'll get like these charts or like these pyramids. And it's different than the food pyramid that we grew up with, um, although that's probably somewhat, I'm sure they're related, um, you'll get to see, it'll show you this nice little um, chart of what foods are the higher vibes and what are the lower vibes. But really, I mean, like I said, it's the, the plant-based stuff is, is going to be higher vibration uh, because it comes right from the earth. There's nothing that's happened to it between it coming up from the earth and maybe being washed off and then us consuming it. There's just less steps to get from the earth to our stomachs. So it, it keeps that vibration. So basically when it's, it's measuring the frequency emitted by the food, it just is measuring the wavelengths that come from the food. But I mean, basically, so if you feel energized and energetic after you eat something, then you know that that was probably a high vibrational food. If you kind of feel good for a little bit and then crash, then that was probably the low vibrational food. And I, I've talked about that. So we, and you know, you think about just living life day to day. You guys know that. I know that, you know that if we think about the things we eat and how we feel afterwards, it's, it's not this crazy, you know, abstract thing. It's very tangible if you if you think about what you are drawn to eat and how you feel afterwards. So, and just to reiterate, I am not in any way saying that you should eat perfectly. You should eat only high vibrational food all the time. Um, and I'm not saying that even avoiding the animal products, that that is a thing that you should do. Um, I think it really is just about balance. It's, it's, it's about balance and listening to your body because I have heard about people who are like, okay, from now on, I'm going to be vegan. I'm not going to eat any meat, no animal products whatsoever. And they do that. 
and they don't find that they feel any better or maybe they find that they feel worse because some people need to have some that meat in their life they just do and and so then when they reintroduced the meat back in they they felt better I think it's just it really just is so much so much about the balance and just paying attention paying attention to how you feel after you eat certain things and even I know this sounds really kind of out there but I've heard this um, looking back at your ancestry, like if you know where your great grandparents are on back have come from, or even your grandparents or your parents, if you're new to the U.S., I mean, finding out where your ancestors came from, what country they were originally from, and kind of what their diet was there, that's what you're in kind of like encoded in your DNA with those are the foods that are going to probably feel good to you because that's what has been eaten for centuries and millennia in your line. Now it gets a little bit dicey when you're from the United States and you have people from multiple countries, it, it is, it does get a little bit tricky. So I guess that's when you're, you just have to kind of listen to yourself on that. But there is something to that, the way you eat as your ancestors ate. Now, of course, those were different times. Everything was organic. Everything was homemade. People were more active because you know, even the women doing the chores in the house, I mean, they didn't have washing machines or vacuum cleaners. They were constantly on the move. Everything was harder. So they were definitely using their bodies um, more on the day-to-day than we do if we're sitting in an office. So it just kind of depends on, I guess, what your job is as well. But take that into consideration also. And it just, you know, and also the, the seasonal thing. So if your ancestors came from a country where there were seasons, like we have, or like you have where you are now, and like, so for example, my, most of my ancestors come from that Northern European area. And so there were definitely seasons much like where I live now. You know, we have winter, spring, summer, fall. So naturally, you are going to be able to eat your garden produce and eat the lighter fruits and vegetables, all of those things that are in so much abundance in the warm months. And we get so excited to eat them. So eating those things that are in season, that's what our ancestors did. And then they canned what they could. But of course, that didn't last all the way until the garden produced the next spring. I think they were able to do pretty well um, if they had a good crop the year before and, and were able to can more food. And it probably depended on the size of the family, the size of the garden, all of that as well. But so they ate heavier things, probably the stews, um, just the, those, the more meat kind of things in the winter because that's what was available. And so their bodies were just very in tune to that. And their bodies knew how to just adjust and they were able to um, make it work for them. But you think about like the warmer 
more island kind of places in the world that have year-round fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, I just wonder, and this is just me thinking off hand right now, like I just wonder the life expectancy like back, you know, centuries ago. I bet that people that came from those island nations, I mean, they they were eating more of those high vibrational foods all of the time and they were not introduced to the bread, carby, sugary things that people more in the European or just the colder climates, the those comfort foods that we that we want and need. Um, I just, that had to have been, and this is before, you know, dentistry and, and really good, like <laughs> toothbrushes and toothpaste kinds of things. And I know that the, the teeth just were not as good, um, in those places where all of the carbs and the sugars were, but anyway, that's kind of going off on a tangent, but I just, I wonder, I, I, I will have to look into that and see kind of if that, if the life expectancy was different in certain places, um, you know, centuries ago when, when we, when we did eat just what was available. And thankfully now, you know, we, we live in a modern time where we can get fruits and vegetables. Yes, they're shipped in from other places, but we, they are available to us. And so we can eat a fairly balanced diet all year round, but somehow our ancestors, if, if they didn't have that available. They, they did make it work. Um, so anyway, that, like I said, that was kind of a long tangent tying ancestry to nutrition, but it's, I think it's worth looking into and something to ponder about. So, um, I guess that just gives you something to, to think on. Um, okay. So switching gears just a little bit. Um, I said before that, your vibration within your body isn't just based on the foods you put in. There's other factors that come into play. And so one of those things is, is when you are preparing food for yourselves or, or for other people, it, sometimes it's how you prepare it. Like if you are coming home from work and you're pissed off because you had a bad day and you're in a hurry because you have to hurry up and get one kid to an activity and another kid picked up from an activity and there's hardly any time in between to get food ready so that the people can eat so they're not complaining that they're hungry and we're supper and all those things. I mean, talking from experience here, all of that hectic kind of negative energy is going right into that food that we're making when we are coming at it in that very hectic, grumpy, I have to do this, I have to hurry way. There's not a lot of love going into that food. And it, it makes a difference. It really does. I mean, food that's prepared with love and intention. Like think of like when you go have a a meal, like a holiday meal with a grandparent or an aunt that just loves to cook and loves to bake. And, or maybe it's your mom or your dad, or maybe something that they make for you special for your birthday. Or if you're sick, they bring over some kind of soup. Those things that are made with so much love and so much 
just intention of like making it special, making it healing. You can, you can feel the difference. I mean, people always comment on how wonderful those things taste and feel to eat. Whereas, you know, you make something rushed, you don't probably get as many, as many compliments. Not that it doesn't taste good, but I just do think it does put a vibe. It does. And it, you kind of, it, it's, it's true. It's really kind of a hard thing to grasp, but think about those times in your life where you've eaten something rushed and you've eaten something that was made with a lot of love and care put into it. It is different. I mean, people always talk about, oh, my grandma's cooking or my mom's cooking. And it's, it's more than just the recipes. It's more than just the actual food itself. It really, really think about those times. And I think you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Even though it does sound kind of woo woo. And I guess if you need a little bit more, there, there is scientific studies that have been done. I don't know so much on food, but I know on water, um, if you, I can't remember the name of the guy. I think you can, if you would Google like, um, water vibration experiment or water experiment, I cannot think of the person's name now. It'll probably come to me later. Um, anyway, and if like saying horrible things to the water and then you have a different water that you only say nice loving things to and you look at the droplets under a microscope and they look so different it's just crazy and then the same thing there was an experiment done and again this could probably be googled um because I'm just kind of thinking of this off the top of my head I wasn't ready to have names for you guys um where they were going to grow some mold in a petri dish and I think you know you have everything else the same except one of the samples of mold you tell it that it's never going to grow it's not good enough it can't do it all of those things and then you have a separate petri dish where you are like you're doing so well you've got this you can do it and just positive affirmations only and by gosh the the one that you told couldn't do it doesn't grow and the one that you told that it was doing great and like praised it and all of that it it grew very well so there is there is something to it and I always say just because we can't see something like we can't see that energy that we're putting into the food doesn't mean that it's not there and it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect anything so that was just really eye-opening to me because I am somebody who I I like to bake sometimes I don't love to cook, um, but I've really tried to make sure that when I am making supper for my family, even if I am in one of those situations where I'm trying to make sure I have it ready for everybody on time and trying to get it made in between walking the dogs and picking up kids and all of that, that I leave that negativity like I'm able to kind of, you know, regroup myself, take some deep breaths and just really focus on preparing the food and knowing that people appreciate this and that this is, you know, going into our bodies and it is going to give us energy and fuel and all of that. So, um, I really kind of have to really try to check my emotions sometimes because it isn't something that I love to do naturally. 
So anyway, I just thought that was, it really did get my attention when I heard about, heard about that. So I thought I would just share that with you all because maybe you had never heard of that. And it's something that's so easily to change. I mean, it is so, we have control over that. It's something that we can change. So I do try to do that. And if you think about it, I mean, people have been giving thanks and praying before meals forever. I mean, we can't really pinpoint a time when people didn't do that. Across all religions, faiths, beliefs, cultures, it was very common for people to bless the food, be thankful to the the lives of the, the animals that gave their lives so that we could eat. Um, it, there was just a lot of respect and just a lot of gratitude. And then the, you know, praying that this, the food nourishes your body and all of that. I mean, that is not a new concept. That's been around for a really long time. And I guess that's probably why. So, and that's actually how all of this kind of came about. I really was like, huh, this whole thought, like, why do we pray before we eat? And that just led me on this whole rabbit hole tangent kind of thing where I'm like, okay. And then, so that's where this all kind of came from was my thinking while I was out and about walking one day. And then that just led to all of this. So just very interesting. The things that we do out of habit and that we just go through the motions of, like the blessing the food and praying before we eat. And I just remember as a kid being like, why do we, like, why are we doing this? And we didn't necessarily do it like on the daily at my house. But, you know, of course, when you're at like a church function or something or a bigger gathering, it happens more often. Now, some people do. Some people are in the habit of doing that before every meal. Um, but, it, you know, catching myself just like what we, we go through the motions, but there we go. These motions that we go through are there for a reason and tracing that back to why. I just find that fascinating. I think it's fun to do that. So anyway, and that is that. Um, moving along here, um, I kind of hit on this earlier, eating the rainbow. I think we've kind of been told that. Um, I know my kids have been taught that when they've had the people from the universities come to school and talk about um, you know, kind of what a healthy plate looks like. And I think they were the ones that talk about half of your plate being fruits and vegetables and trying to eat a wide variety of colors, eat the rainbow is what they tell the kids. Um, and there is a reason for that too. And I think just being able, that's a nice visual for kids to see, but it is true that, I mean, every, every color of food does offer something different to your body. And what's interesting is it kind of matches up very nicely with our chakra systems or system, um, which I know I have not gotten into a lot of detail on. And I've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts now. Um, and I promise I will do an episode on specifically the chakra system one of these days because I, I know that not everybody is super familiar with that. But just as kind of a little overview um, 
So if you want, are wanting to eat for the health of your chakras, um, your root chakra is at the base of your spine. And so the color that goes with that is red. And so the, those red foods would be good for that part of your body. Um, and then orange is your sacral chakra. So the, those orange foods um, would be good for that part of your body. This chakra is located um, in your womb space. Um, so that lower belly pelvis area. And then your solar plexus, that is located uh, just kind of above your belly button, um, below your, between your belly button and your rib cage, that area. And uh, yellow foods are good for this area. Um, and then your heart chakra is, of course, in your chest where your heart is. And green foods are good for this area. And your throat chakra, of course, is in your throat, kind of at the base of your throat, like your collarbone area. Um, and blue foods are good for this. And then your third eye chakra, which would be on your forehead, kind of between your eyebrows. Uh, purple foods are good for this area. And then your crown chakra, which is at the top of your head, um, so that would be just like some really like distilled clean water. So clear. And I don't know if you would count like a broth or something for that as well. But I think mostly just just water and fresh air, which you don't really eat air, but breathing the fresh air. So being able to get outside is good for that. So um, I know, like I said, we haven't really talked about chakras. I guess just real quick, I'll run down a little bit more info on that. So your root chakra determines like how stable and safe you feel, um, whether that's safety as in your physical safety or financial security. Um, it's it's think of it as like your roots. So it's what. It's that base that you have to have that kind of solid foundation, like all of your needs are, your basic needs are being met, that kind of thing. Your sacral chakra is your center for sexuality, creativity. Um, let's see if there's anything else with that one. That's pretty much the basics of that. Um, your solar plexus is your personal power. It's where your confidence is, your fire, um, your heart chakra, of course, is your ability to give and receive love. And your throat chakra is being able to speak your truth and also being able to be a good listener. That kind of goes um, hand in hand there. Your third eye is your intuition and then your crown is your connection to God. So that's kind of what those are. And then, yeah, like I said, it's just the rainbow um, starting at your root, working up red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, indigo purple, I guess. So, of course, that last one, that's the purple 
um, you're really, you're drinking the, the water. So that would not be purple, but the rest of them do match up with the rainbow there. So, um, it's just kind of a nice little way to think about your, what you're eating. Um, so I think that's about it. Just, um, going kind of back over things again. Um, kind of just remembering to look at the foods that you eat as energy going into your body and remembering that there are things that are higher vibration and lower vibration and just trying to find a balance, um, not shooting yourself, not feeling guilty for the things that you're doing or not doing, listening to your body, paying attention to how you feel after you eat certain things, um, asking yourself what would feel good right now, um, not worrying about what everybody else is eating, um, that kind of thing. And like I said, if you want to look more into the, the high and low vibe foods and how they determine those, I mean, it's a very easy Google search. If you want to dive a little bit deeper than what I'm going, it's very interesting to look into that, but just kind of understanding that like attracts like, I mean, that's, we, we understand that, how that is. Um, when you're in a good mood, you're, you know, you're going to attract more good things into your life. And that also means those, or I guess not good, higher vibrational things into your life. And that includes the foods. And so just keeping that in mind. And then, you know, same is true for the opposite. Um, maybe taking your ancestry in consideration. I mean, that is definitely a fun rabbit hole if you have never dove into your ancestry. And I will have a separate podcast on that at a later date, but that's, that's a very interesting thing to look at what foods your ancestors would have been eating, um, eating with the seasons and allowing yourself to do that, you know, um, eating lighter, you know, more of the plant-based stuff in the summertime feels really nice because we're hot and that just feels really good. And then allowing yourself to eat a little heavier in the colder months and know that, that, Yes, you may put on a couple of pounds, but it is okay. It's going to come back off when, when this, you know, the seasons change and, and everything warms up and you eat lighter again and, you know, giving yourself that grace and eating what feels good too. So just really, that's what it so much is about is just listening to your body and following it and being open to that because, so often we want to do what's working for other people and that just doesn't always work for us. And then also, of course, keeping in mind the vibration of yourself when you are preparing food for other people and how that can kind of get on that food. Um, I that, Again, that's a little reminder for myself. And yeah, so I, I think that that's, that's about it. And um just enjoying that food and, and not look, it's not the enemy. It is our friend. And even that piece of chocolate cake, it's like, you know what? Sometimes the chocolate cake is just a yes and it feels good. And yeah, it's going to be a low vibrational food, but if you eat it and you enjoy it and you savor it and you appreciate it, that's going to help more than if you eat it. And then you like 
smack talk yourself the whole time you're eating it and you continue to tell yourself how worthless you are for eating that cake for the next few hours after you've had it. So if you're going to eat that stuff that you know is kind of a low vibe food but that you enjoy a lot, enjoy it. Like just be in that moment, appreciate being a human, having a human experience with taste buds and just savor the crap out of that and love it. And that's going to even change the vibe of it, really. So if you think about it that way. So I guess that's what I have for you guys today about nutrition. Um, just listen. Listen to your body. Love yourself. And that's about all we can really ask of, ask of ourselves. So... I hope that you all have had a good day. I hope you've been able to get outside a little bit, enjoy some sunshine if you can. And yeah, I hope that you all are well. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening today. I love having you join me. Even though I'm technically out here, just me and my dogs, it is exciting and heartwarming to know you are out there too, listening, walking, adding in your thoughts as we go. As always, I hope everyone has had a chance to nurture themselves with a little bit of nature today. Mother Earth always has the best medicine.